This is Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for all Australian nurses. Proudly presented by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, Health Workforce Queensland, New South Wales RDN and Northern Territory PHN. Good morning. It's Thursday, the 25th of November. Welcome back to Nursing Australia Week here on the Nursing Australia podcast. I'm your host, Matt St. Ledger. I'm your nurse comedian, Georgie Carroll. And I'm Suzanne Blackaby. Today, we have three more exciting episodes just for you, so hang around. Today, we are speaking with the Infection Prevention Helpline. Ooh, and we have another Spill Your Cuts competition news, an inspiring story about a nurse doing amazing things, and the two humorous nurses are back. Yay! So please do join us. So many things lined up for you today, but remember, this week is for nurses because you're incredible. At the Heart Foundation, we know it can be difficult to prioritise prevention in general practice. That's why we've created the Heart Health Check Toolkit to make your life-saving work in heart disease prevention easy. Visit hrt.how forward slash toolkit to learn more today. Welcome back to Nursing Australia Week and very special welcome to Georgie Carroll, nurse and comedian. I know that you're doing the book and the stand-up and all the stuff, but are you still nursing as well, Georgie? Oh, yeah, I'm like a legend. I save <laughs> lives and I bring joy to people. It's just what I do. <laughs> I, I uh, Yeah, I'm quite an impressive beast. I keep trying to leave, Suze, Yeah, and it keeps roping me back in. Uh, the pandemic did it because it kind of killed the arts and oh, uh, right. brought me back to nursing. You know, when COVID first hit, did you do that thing where you were protecting your family? Did you get naked in the backyard yeah, every time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get changed in the car. Oh, no, just... It was gross. And then I'd you got ch- and spray the car with metho. Because remember when there was a sanitizer shortage? So... <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was. It was great over here. There was, lo- there was loads of them um, because we've got a big winery and gin kind of production place in South Australia. Mm. They stopped making booze and started making alcohol spray. It was, it was cool. You could buy it all at once. But yeah, I just I can remember coming home and just stripping off in the backyard. And then I had to work harder. Then I had to get more shifts so I could buy a bigger fence because the neighbours <laughs> weren't impressed. Uh, you know, <laughs> not, not everyone had an easy time in the pandemic. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I failed I failed a, sc- a staff screening on the way home one day and like sent me into a flat spin panic. It was really, really early on. But when we were checking staff temps and doing all of that stuff yeah. and the, for the last hour of my shift, I was like 38, 38, 2, like, and then I couldn't stop taking it. Like I nearly sent the batteries flat in the thermometer. I like had the thing stuck to my head <laughs> as I'm going, "Good lord, this thing's got to come down." And and it yeah, and it didn't. So I like rang ahead and I said, "I can't get a test till tomorrow. Everybody has to go to the back of the house. I'm going to strip in the garage. I'll go to the front." Like yeah, I had to put this whole big plan in place. We didn't really have all the information God. then on transmission and risks and what was what. No, well, well, there was this dichotomy where you were stripping off in the backyard to protect your family, but you still. When you had a cold, you still felt like going into work because that's what you always did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was really, it was really hard to not still go into work and ring in and go, oh, I've got a bit of the sniffles. Mm. I won't be in today. When have we ever done Never. that? When have we ever done that? Well, at least for the first few weeks. And then it quickly degenerated into, oh, I've got a bit of a sniffle. I'm not going to go to work because, you know, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to hurt yeah. anyone. <laughs> It was worth it for a test, wasn't it? <laughs> it's time to roast a cake, guys. Do you want to know what cake I bought today? Mm-hmm. What have we got? It's time to roast a cake. How long's that been there? Today, 
Now, there's a lovely... I didn't make today's cake. It is a homemade. It's one of the midwives. She has crafted a cake, which is delicious, I'm sure, but she's made it in the shape of a baby crowning mm. from Lady Parts. How do we feel about eating this cake? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, the boob cakes, I think, were the first ones that really sort of hit the market. All of a sudden, blokes were getting cakes made out of yeah, boobs. Yeah, yeah that, that was always and for I'm thinking, mm. boobs and, the, and a lot for yeah, breast cancer morning that. teas. There was a lot of boobs. And it was like we might be maybe making people aware of breast cancer, but we are also giving them diabetes at the same time. <laughs> A multidisciplinary <laughs> approach. <laughs> yeah, so this morning's, uh, how do we feel about eating a crowning baby? And um, Matt, let's go with uh, you first. How hungry are I'd you? I'd go in face first. I've seen a crowning baby cake in around its little neck. Uh, it's decolletage, if you will. It was decorated with, like, yeah. macerated strawberries. Um, and, yeah, I, I gave that a crack. I'd give it a go. <laughs> I like about I like a macerated strawberry. It seems sort of you know suitable. And you, Sue, how do you Look, feel? Look, you know, about if it? it's good cake, you have to make sacrifices, right? So maybe I just would have to not look yeah. and eat it, and then I'd be good. I'm fine with eating it. I just don't want to be the first one to stick a knife oh, in. That just wrong. feels too much. It feels a little bit Stephen King <laughs> when it's half past nine in the morning. And you're putting in whatever, well, probably if you're in a staff room, it's probably a spoon that you're trying to cut the mm. cake with. Um, so, yeah, when you're trying to sort of cave a baby's head in. Just at the <laughs> well, I don't know. It could day, be yeah. emergency Caesar. You've decided to do it at 9.30 and you've got to get in there. Not usually through the baby's head, Matthew. <laughs> really? That's not how you do a I Caesar. don't know. <laughs> what the f*** are you on a bear? All right, let's bust another COVID-19 vaccine myth, shall we? Yeah, let's Where do it. Where do we even start? I loved the one that people are still hanging on to about 5G towers and being magnetic. Mm-hmm. Like, so 7 billion people have had this globally now. There's been 7 billion vaccines done, and yet we're not all covered in metal and forks and things. So what What? What do you think's going on here? Although, saying that, my son, my 16-year-old, the day he had his uh, first vaccine, all his data went on his phone. So there could be something in it. Um, have you seen, have you heard of the connection or the extension on the 5G tower with the bats? Heard about the bats? No, talk to me about the bats, man. Okay, so it's an intricate web. It's a rich, rich tapestry of government's conspiracy. You got your 5G towers, which are admitting the COVID was something, which then the bats turn into the COVIDs, and then the COVIDs get flapped down by the bats radars and then because you've had the michelle pfeiffer jab the pfizer jab you get COVID <laughs> from that because the bats have shedded through the bat radar 5g north of byron scenario i'm not making that up and in fact if you do do a google of bat and COVID 5g thingy there are pictorial um presentations and powerpoints online of real theorists which believe 5g bats COVID, Michelle. I'm, go- I'm going with for whatever Matt just told us. Yeah, I'm just giving you all. I, I'm, I'm going to need to get CPD points straight off the bat. I'm going to need to get that pictorial. That makes no sense in my brain. <laughs> what? What? I mean, like, have any of you had to draw up the? Have you? Have you? Have you ever had to draw up the vaccine? They're in multi-dose vials. How? How are we meant to be getting ten different microchips out of a multi-dose vial and making sure yeah. they all we get one in each? Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to know that. <laughs> 
Yeah, the microchip things, that's a winner, isn't it? I heard this guy being interviewed and he was uh, like in the military and in the SAS or something, Green Berets, I don't know, some elite military thing in the Middle East where it's sandy and desert and people get lost. And he was like, you know, I'm out there with a unit and and we got separated from whatever and we were in the desert for five days and, you know, we've been injected with everything left, right and centre that they possibly can before they send us out there. And the government couldn't find us. So don't you think that they would have that technology and be using it if we had microchips and injectables? We would all yeah. have that because we were lost for five days. We didn't but get still, found. Just in case it's real, avoid those bat radars. <laughs> Spill okay, let's get straight into today's Spill Your Guts competition. Today we want to know your favourite medical moment when you weren't at work, also known as your Good Samaritan story. Suze, Georgie. Yeah, I got one. Oh, go on, Suze. So super, super green, first-year nursing student. And I'm at the beach with a bunch of mates and a bloke runs out of the surf, jogging up the sand in his budgie Mm. smugglers, thinks he's pretty good looking, and then he just drops, collapses, he arrests, right? So me and my mate who was a first-year radiology student jump in because we learnt CPR five minutes ago, right? And we start with all that and the lifeguards come and they're helping and they've got their gear. And then this young fella comes running at us shouting the four words that scare me most, I'm a med student. (laughs) It's the collapsed bloke's nephew, right? And he's going, we have to get the sand out of his eyes or he's going to get corneal abrasions. And I'm jumping up and down on his chest and stuff. I'm thinking, mate, mate, (laughs) corneal abrasions are really not the priority. This guy has no pulse, you know. (laughs) God, that 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 medical student is now probably in charge of people's lives. (laughs) In the evolution of anything amazing, there is always a point at which it is a little bit shit. Uh, (laughs) So props to him. I'm jealous, Sue. I'm so jealous. I remember when I was a nursing student or very green. You know when you've just learned all them skills? Mm-hmm. Did you ever... This sounds awful. I've not got Munchausen's, but I used to want people to collapse <laughs> so I could use my skills. Do you know? You know, like, I wanted people to just... And me and my, me and my husband went on holiday to some winter sun, which is all just old people. And I was just hoping <laughs> that I could jump on one of their chests. It's, it's such an awful thought. You feel like though, you needed more practice. I just like... Yeah, well, since I've done lots of CPR in hospitals, and they're not often too successful, I'm hoping that's not just me. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you work for a little bit. <laughs> um, yes, so, um, yeah, I just love I, I just love helping people, Sue. I wish I could have jumped on that chest. Yeah, I don't do you know. Think that, that, do you think that comes before the phase, you know, when you're early on in your career, the phase of when you think you've got everything wrong with you and you've diagnosed yourself and everyone else around you? And then the, I want everyone to die so I can do something. What comes first? I think you want to be a hero first and then you start seeing diseases. That way, you start seeing the results of people's bad behaviours. You know, like you'll see someone with emphysema from smoking and you'll think, oh, I've got to stop. And then you don't. And you just think, oh, they smoked 100 a day for 20 years. I can smoke more. Yeah, yes. <laughs> look, how much, look how much you can do to and yourself. And still survive. And not yeah. die. If Dulcie yes, can do good. it, that's I can do it. it. If Dulcie can nick 40 yes. Long Beach menthols a day, <laughs> I can nick 
45 minutes long beach menthols. And she turned out all right. Except she yeah. smelled weird. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got any experience you'd like to share, please do. We want to hear. But remember, don't use any names. Uh, you can text us on 0417-366-831. That's 0417-366-831. Or email education at apna.asn.au. The winner will be announced this afternoon and they will receive my book off the charts and a $500 Coles. My oh, Georgie, I've got a question about the book. Go on, I wrote it, so yeah, I no, probably know the answer. I think you said yesterday that it's available in audio as well. It is. You can hear this voice reading it. That's what I wanted to ask. Do you actually read the whole thing? Yeah, you have to. It's the worst. Mm. You would think that would be fun. Imagine. So stand-up in itself is, I love it, but people do find it quite daunting. So I've written this stand-up book, then I had to sit in a cupboard and read it to myself. <laughs> For like four days solid. It took me four days to just read stand-up. And as well, because on stage you can pull a face or do a funny walk or whatever. In in a book you have to write, and then my son said, I would, but it's fallen off it, with a wry smile. You know, like you have to do all the, it's just the worst, man. So people do like the audio book, but I'm telling you, read, it's good for you. Get your brain working. <coughs> I know, it's, but I, do, I was thinking about it when you I think it was yesterday when you said it, and I thought, I wonder if someone else reads it because that would be not right. No, I read my book, but there are people who have to read Mills and Boone books, oh. which makes me so happy. <laughs> people have to sit in a cupboard talking about creamy thighs <laughs> and saddles. And, yeah, oh, it, oh, it just fills me and up. And gleaming chests. Um, I love I love Mills yeah. and Boone. <laughs> You love a gleaming chest. I do. And I'm hoping, I'm wait, I can't wait till I'm of an age where I can read them and actually enjoy them because mm. there is certainly in, I'd say one in five of the hospital bags of the over 70s mm. has a Mills and Boons in there somewhere, <laughs> along with the Danish tin with the money in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on, <laughs> hey on, on your book, uh, were you ever tempted to use a ghostwriter? And, or, a, no. or did you use a ghostwriter? No. So, you don't need to. Do you not reckon every shift you could almost write a book? Some yeah. shifts are boring, but a lot of the time, yeah. a lot of the time, something a bit quirky goes on. Oh, I've got such a good quirky story for you today. So that's what I'm here for, isn't it? Bit of me stand-up. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the community, right? A lot of you nurses all resonate with this. It's not something that happened to me. It's one of our colleagues. Um, she's nearly retired, and she went round to do somebody's leg dressing and they'd made cakes and she said, they smell lovely. And the man said, yeah, they're space cakes, right? Right. You all know what space cakes are, yeah? I believe I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, so they've got, it's cakes with dope in them, right? So it's these biscuits with dope in them. We are yeah. in South Australia after all. And... Um, she doesn't know what space cakes are. So she said, oh, I'd love to try one. And he gave her one. And <laughs> <laughs> so she just so unwittingly took dope at work and then had to get in the car. And it didn't take long for it to kick in. She had to ring work <laughs> and say, can someone come and take the car? I think I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Because she had been stoned in her youth and it just felt like that. And then she did go back into it and she's like, what was in them cakes? And he was like, yeah, they were space cakes. But she'd just not put two and two together, man. <laughs> oh, that's not a mistake you want to make at work. 
I just love the idea of whoever's in charge of the incident forms just <laughs> reading through that <laughs> and just being like, uh, nurse had to leave uh, for being stoned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Secondary to ingestion. Of a foreign object. They, they, they tried to make her go to ED afterwards when they picked her up. It's like, I know that it's not really going to do much in your 60s, is it? It's Get not. a little bit stoked. It's not. <laughs> give her a bag of Doritos wanna... and tell her to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then have a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're looking to start 2022 off on the right foot, join us at your local APNA conference roadshow event in February or March. Come and learn, connect and re-energise with other nurses at one of our nine in-person events. We're visiting every state and territory. Click the link in the show notes to register. Thanks for joining us this morning on Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for every Australian nurse out there. Don't forget to text or email us in your answers to be in the running for today's competition. What's your favourite medical story from when you weren't at work? The best Good Samaritan story will win a free signed copy of Georgie Carroll's book, Off the Charts, and a $500 Colesmeyer gift card. We need your entries by 2pm today. That's Eastern Standard Time, 2pm today. So get texting, get emailing. We'll pop those numbers and an email address in the links of this episode. And join us at lunchtime today for our education interview with the Infection Prevention Helpline. And then get ready for some news, inspiration, laughs. And in this afternoon's episode, we are joined by two special guests, the two humorous nurses. Yeah. Yay. Thanks, guys. And here is Chasing Tales by Nurse Shirley Ann Raleigh and her band, the Jazzalalies. See ya. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Nursing Australia Week. A week just for you. For more information, visit APNA at www.apna.asn.au.